0: Whatever the heart desires, it purchases at the cost of soul. From Lawrence Durrell I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 45 today as we take a look at Proverbs 3, verses 15 and 16. We're going to read two translations of those verses. We're going to talk about the language and the meaning. And then we'll connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all that, let's pray. Father, I'm grateful for the opportunity to open your word today with these friends. I ask as we do that, Spirit, that you would give us understanding, that you would open our eyes to the things that you have for each of us in your word today, in these specific verses. Pray that they would sink deep into our hearts and that they would prompt obedient action in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's take a look at Proverbs three fifteen and 16. In the ESV, it reads, She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, in her left hand are riches and honor. In the message, it says, Her value exceeds all the trappings of wealth nothing you could wish for holds a candle to her. With one hand, she gives long life. With the other, she confers recognition. Where are we? We are in a passage in Proverbs 3 titled Wisdom Brings Happiness. Essentially, we're talking about the benefits of wisdom and that wisdom brings us the things that most of us say we really want in life. Today, we're looking at a similar topic to yesterday's verses. We'll talk about the value of wisdom and what she offers. She is personified in this verse. Remember that the author is representing an abstract concept in human form. In this case, we see wisdom as a woman. Now, this is a poetic tool to make an abstract concept easier to understand and easier to remember. We're going to start with the value of wisdom the verse says, it is more precious than jewels. Nothing that you can desire can compare to her. So let's really think about what that actually is in our lives. Jewels are pretty valuable in a material sense. Maybe you haven't purchased an engagement ring recently. The average couple spends a 1000 to $5,000 on an engagement ring, and that's last year's numbers. It's easy to find a three-carat diamond ring for $30,000. And there are lots of stones that are much more expensive than white diamonds. An example, rubies, can be valued at up to $1.18 million per carat. Pink diamonds, $1.19 million per carat. Jadeite, $3 million per carat. And a blue diamond, $3.93 million per carat. And wisdom is more precious than jewels. As a matter of fact, nothing that you can desire can compare to her. So what do you desire? Kathy Caprino, who is a writer for Forbes, asked that question and compiled over 770 answers. Her question was, in one word, what do you most want more of in life? Here are the top eight answers. Happiness, money, freedom, peace, referring to their purpose, joy, work-life balance, fulfillment, in a sense of living up to my potential, and confidence. Now, this was not a survey of Christians. Nowhere on that list is wisdom. I suspect if we asked Christians that there might be some spiritual things on that list, but the list would be probably much the same. And I don't believe that wisdom would be on the top. I don't believe that wisdom would actually be anywhere on that list. We can think of a lot of things that we desire, but nothing that we could put on that list compares to wisdom. She offers us some pretty great things—long life, riches, and honor in this verse. Some of the things that we humans pursue relentlessly—health, wealth, and fame or recognition. I said it before, but for those of you who are new with us, Proverbs is general truth and not promises, so obtaining wisdom isn't going to guarantee you health, wealth, or fame— Obviously, there are a ton of Jesus-loving children of God who are not healthy, wealthy, or recognized. However, I will ask you this. How many of us pursue wisdom the way Proverbs tell us to? Because maybe more of us would be healthy, wealthy, and recognized if we did. How do we deal with that truth of the word versus our experience of life? That there's not an overwhelmingly number of Christians who are healthy, wealthy, and wise. That generally isn't necessarily true when we look at the body of Christ. There's a similar concept in the Ten Commandments. And in case you discount it because it's an Old Testament verse, I'll actually give it to you from the New Testament. It's Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. The Word of God calls that a promise, and yet we know that it's not always true all the time from our experience of life. It doesn't always go well with a person who honors their parents. Here's what the ESV study notes say about that. In the New Covenant, the promise of the land is not physical land on earth, but eternal life, which begins when one is regenerated here and now, and it comes to full reality in the age to come. Paul is not teaching salvation on the basis of works. The obedience of children is evidence that they know God, and it results in receiving blessing from God. Let's think about that in regard to the verses that we have today. It's a reward of health, wealth, and fame. I'm going to read you a quote from George Lawson. There's some old-fashioned language in this quote, so be prepared to hear things that sound a little odd, but it's a really helpful quote. A happy life extended to old age is given to the lovers of wisdom. Or, if cut off in the midst of their days, they are no losers. They cannot even in this case complain that God is unfaithful to his promise, for in another world they enter on a state of life which excels the present as much in value as in duration. If a man promises to give us threescore and ten acres of ground in a barren country, and instead of them he gives us ten thousand in a fruitful soil watered by the river of God and blessed by the smiles of heaven, he's not worse— but a great deal better than his word. In addition to the idea of spiritual fulfillment, there are a few practical ways that this works as well. Again, in general terms, those with godly wisdom will make good choices. They'll avoid sinful, reckless actions that can shorten their life. Plus they'll practice wholesome, beneficial actions that are conducive to longer life. One commentator says it this way, The fear of God may add length to life by causing one to avoid violent activities, to refrain from unhealthy eating, to abstain from illicit sex, and to say no to harmful drugs and other addictive things. Having the fear of the Lord also promotes a greater level of self-control and personal responsibility, resulting in a lifestyle of working hard to provide for daily needs and regular sleep to maintain long-term health. Relationally, a person who fears God will regularly spend time in prayer— develop godly relationships, and seek to live in harmony with family members and friends, resulting in a lower stress level and lifestyle benefits that come with that. Proverbs is a really practical book. When God promises health, wealth, and recognition, it may not mean exactly what you think it means or expect it to mean, and there will be exceptions. But God's word is truth. These proverbs are truth. Health wealth, and recognition may not be good motives for seeking wisdom, but they sure are a great benefit. Let's ask ourselves some questions. If you listed right now off the top of your head your top three most valuable possessions, what would they be? Top three. That's probably pretty easy to do if I give you a moment. What are your top three most valuable possessions? Was wisdom on that list? If no, why not? There could be several reasons for a no to this question. Do you agree with God that it's more valuable than anything else that you possess? Do you really agree with Him in that case? If so, you probably listed it on your top three, and if not, you might need to adjust your value system to align with God's. But maybe you don't feel like you have God's wisdom, so you might not list it on your list. Maybe this study is opening your eyes to wisdom's value— What is one thing that you can do and will commit to do to pursue God's wisdom? That's kind of a deep question. So if you want some time to think about that and answer the questions that I ask and keep track of what you're learning in Proverbs, each Sunday evening we send out a set of free journal pages that covers all of the questions for the upcoming week. And if you want to be on the list to receive those questions, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email getwisdom.link backslash email, and get on that list, and we'll be happy to send those to you on Sunday evening. As for me, most of my adult life, I have been called wise by family and friends and coworkers and ministry partners and people I've discipled. Actually, I don't think family was on that list. I'm not sure they've called me wise. But I don't think—actually, I know. I know that I have never truly understood the value of wisdom and its importance until this study. I'm committed now to digging deep, pursuing wisdom, and guarding it in my life, and I've woken up to the fact that while our churches lay foundations in many, many things for us, we as a church universal don't seem to understand or put an emphasis on acquiring wisdom, so we don't teach it. I've started putting together some resources to help us learn to seek God's wisdom and use it to build lives that are fully alive to the glory of God. This podcast is the first step towards that. I'm committed to pursuing his wisdom in my own life, and finishing this study of Proverbs is my first step. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Father, we ask for your wisdom, this thing that is so valuable, this thing that you say is better than silver and gold, that is everything that we desire. We ask for that. We ask for it not so much so that we would be comfortable or successful, but so that we would get to know you better and love you better, so that we can work out our salvation and use wisdom in loving our neighbors, in loving other people, and in living lives that bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all for joining me today. If you found this broadcast helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. Things are more fun and we learn faster when we are sharing what we're learning with someone else. If you are a podcast listener, it would be awesome if you would subscribe and rate and review the podcast. It can reach more people and help more people if you do that. I do this every weekday, so I will be back again Monday with another set of verses and I look forward to seeing you then.